Hey everyone, welcome to season four of Faith in It with Kay. Y'all, I'm so grateful that God trusts, he trusts me with this platform. Last February when I started this podcast, I, I just knew I had something to say. And I thought just maybe there were people out there who wanted to hear it and wanted to talk back to me and (laughs) you know this podcast was started out of a desire to hear uh the black millennial christian voice speak on blackness and our faith walk so colliding with those social things that are happening um and our faith what does that look like i wanted to hear conversations that spoke on the interaction of the intersection of faith and blackness answering questions like do i need more faith as a black christian is there still a difference in the journey is there still a difference in the journey for a black christian versus a white christian because if we're honest we know there's a difference in the journey between a black and a white person um if you don't know god we know that without a doubt that there's a difference in that journey So I wanted to explore, is there still a difference when we come to God? Is there still a difference between the black Christian experience and the white Christian experience? This podcast, honestly, is just, it's for the socially woke Christian. It is for that Christian that's like, like, I see what's happening in the world. I don't subscribe to it. I don't succumb to it, but I see what's happening and I I see how it's affected me and I want to have those, I want to talk about those things. I want to have those conversations because if we're not able to acknowledge it, then we can't change it. So that's what this podcast is about. So I'm excited that you're here for season four. And, you know, it's been really crazy to kind of get inquiries for people who want to be a guest on the podcast. So if you want to be a guest on Faith in It with Kay, like you're like, hey, Kay. You know, I have a story that I'm going to tell. I want you to go ahead and email me. I'm going to make sure that every single way that you can connect with me is in the show notes. So uh, podcast, email, uh, social media platforms, all of that will be in the show notes. I want to hear from you. If you want to be a guest, I want you to reach out and just let me know. Hey, I like what's I like this platform. I like what's happening. I want to I want to talk. I want to talk to your audience about my journey, my faith walk. And if you want to join uh, our email list, go ahead and check the show notes again for how you can reach out to me and say, hey, Kay, I want to be a part of the email list. Now, the email list, I'm not going to super spam you because I don't like spammy emails. But the thought is um, maybe two to three times a month, you'll get an email from me. So it could be an email of something that's coming up. So um, maybe episode, maybe I'll send you um, early listening for new episodes. Maybe it'll be email. Um, if you need prayer, reaching out and saying, hey, keep this in prayer and creating a, an email list to where we, we keep each other in prayer and keep each other lifted up before um, God because we know that there's power in touching and agreeing. Not necessarily physically touching, but touching in the spirit and agreeing um, with each other's needs. So I want 
us to create that community where we are praying for each other. We are interceding and standing in the gap for each other. We're encouraging each other um, as we're walking through our different journeys. So if you're interested in being a part of email list, make sure you send me an email, DM me, however you want to do it, um, and say, hey, I want to be a part. And as always, please continue to subscribe, to share, to comment, uh, leave reviews. Like, I want to hear from you. Um, it's been amazing to kind of like get some, all these amazing feedbacks, honestly. Um, but yeah, I want to hear from you. So please go ahead and check out the show notes and contact me. Like, I want to hear from you. I want us to interact Uh, I want us to build season four and moving forward into a community. So I'm excited that you're here for season four. I'm excited for the guests. I'm excited for the message. I'm excited for the encouragement. I'm excited for the prayer. I'm excited for what God's about to do. Um, Because 2021 started out real crazy, Um, (laughs) y'all. But we serve an awesome God who's able to do all things but fail. So I'm excited for what he's going to do in your 2021. So no matter what it looks like, just to know that he's going to come through and he's going to come through in a mighty way for you because he's in the season right now of just elevation. It's, everything is happening super fast. Um, it's no longer that need to, um, to wait. <laughs> and I think what it is, is we've been waiting. We've, he's been preparing us. Um, if we've allowed that to happen, he's been preparing us. We've been waiting. We've been anticipating. Um, and I think for many of us, we're walking into our now. We're walking into our now season. And I'm super excited. I'm super excited to watch God work and to see what God has planned for 2021. So go ahead and stay tuned. And like I said, subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on social media because um, I have a couple more things that I plan on doing this year. And I want you to be the first to know about it, the first to be a part of it. So I'm excited. So keep listening. I have so much. (laughs) Uh, Some awesome guests, really, for you in uh, season four. So make sure that you're listening, you're sharing, um, and you're reaching out to me and saying, hey, Kay, I like that episode. Uh, I didn't like that episode. Uh, Can we talk more about this right here, Kay? I want to hear from you. Hey, everyone. So my friend Nikita Felix is joining us for this week's episode. And I think I already told you all this. You know, season four is all about part one and part twos. (laughs) So this is part one of my conversation with Nikita and really conversations all about being intentional, being intentional about her walk with Christ and about the decisions that she makes and intentional about how she really just navigates and enjoys her life. And I so enjoy this conversation and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you as you listen to her. Uh, Her story of just being really intentional, um, intentional about what it is that she's she's taken in (laughs) and how she's processing the things that she, you know, whether it be the word that's being spoken at church or the word that she's getting, just how she processes it and how she's applying it 
um, to her life. So the next thing that you're going to hear is our conversation. Keep listening. Hey, everyone. So today we have Miss Nikita Felix with us. Hey, Nikita. Hey, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for saying yes to the interview. I'm like super excited because it's been a while since like we've actually talked really. Um, yeah. But I've been seeing you just doing some great things on uh, Instagram, you know, because it's sad, but it's like you might not get to talk to someone, but that Instagram and following them just, I don't know, gives you a sense that you're like, okay, all right, she's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the... um. Uh... You know, social media has its ups and downs, but yes. that's one of the blessings of um, social media yes. that you're able to be far away, but in a sense, not really, but in a sense, be connected. Right, right. You still feel um, somewhat close. So, you know, everyone just, you know, just as a note, Nikita already told me um, her dog does her own thing. So she might bark <laughs> during record- <laughs> recording. But, you know, it's just to make sure that you're still listening. That's all. Right. (laughs) All right. So, Nikita, you know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to just get right into the get to know you segment. So, can you tell us three of your favorite things? What is three of Nikita's favorite things? (sighs) Three of my favorite things that makes me smile and makes me happy Yes. One, I love going out to like dinner that mm. has like a nice inside decor, a nice scene, a nice yes. vibe. Um, so kind of, I would say like upscale, like dinners where I get to dress up and go out, do my makeup. Yes. Uh, that makes me super happy. Uh, one of my pick me ups is dancing to soca and reggae music i'm caribbean yes uh, so one of the things is like oh my i'm feeling sad today like okay let's have a solo dance party <laughs> um so that's like my go-to go-to yes it makes me happy and a toss-up there's a there's a few um but a third one i would pick that makes me happy i like adult coloring books Mm. It's like my wusa. Um, yeah, it calms me down. So a lot of things that make me happy is because I'm constantly moving and constantly going. Is things that can kind of like recenter me. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's yeah calming. And I do have a few things because I've for the past few years just tackling things that's been making me happy so like I have a few things but if I had to pick three it would be that like getting dressed up and looking pretty and going out to dinners and nice restaurants uh having solo dance parties in my room and adult yes. oh those are good those are good um yeah because I know like even when I was there you were always busy doing something so those are really those are really good things um are you currently reading a book that you can share with us I'm currently rereading a book because I'm about to facilitate a class okay um so a book that I'm about to I pulled out of my bookshelf last night actually to reread is called sex Jesus and the conversation the church forgot Mm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. 
um, having candid conversations about sex and being a Christian. Um, and it's just, I, I don't want to butcher the author's name. <laughs> um, I, Mo, Mo Isom, I-S-O-M. Um, and she just kind of gives her account of struggling with um, sexual sin as a woman who is single. Yeah. Um, and just giving candid things and talking about how sex was actually created by God. And yeah. we grew up, especially kind of our generation, we grew up where people were like, oh, we're not talking about sex in church or sex is horrible. Right. Um, right. And in turn, it pushed away a lot of young people from church because of like the not having the candid conversation like this is something God created and things that are created has an intent and purpose. Right. Um, so I, I, I like this book. That sounds like a really good I book. Think, yeah. So we'll make sure that we put the, that in the show notes so people can check that out. Um, and I know a couple of our guests have already given me books, so I've actually purchased some books already. So um, that definitely sounds like one I need to purchase. So thank you for that. Um, no problem. So this is still one of my favorite questions. I'll probably ask it all of 2021. Um, what did 2020 teach you? <sighs> 2020. Oh my gosh. Like, I love and hate you, 2020. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, yeah. 2020 taught me uh, a lot of things. And one of the things that I felt that I was already learning, but was that just really was driven home in 2020, mm-hmm. um, was kind of like choosing yourself. Mm. I think we sometimes rely on like other people for happiness and other people to like, cheer us up or like I'm feeling down let me go link with my friends and then it's like oh your friends are not just real things not that not that they're like ghosting you yeah and then you're in your room like sad like oh I have nothing to do because no one's available right but then the pandemic happened and like no one was really available right right (laughs) so like what are those things that you needed to do to cater to yourself um and that was a lesson I was kind of not kind of I was struggling with and learning um through my journey yes and 2020 was like all right you kind of probably was fake doing it (laughs) or you were just doing it for clout or to say you're doing it because you know hashtag self-care yes now let's see what you're really about because you can't leave this house right right (laughs) right right um so 2020 was like put your money where your mouth is right Right. Like, yeah, 2020 was definitely that for, I mean, if you lived it and you were just alive, I think 2020 was that year that, you know, everything that we had was put to a test. So our Christianity was put to put to the test, like finances were like every single thing, your relationships were put to test, like every single thing that we, we kind of held somewhat securely or in a sense sometimes insecurely um, I think is what we found out like was it really secure 
or were right. we just kind of telling ourselves like you know were we just telling ourselves that we we're christian that we love god and we right. have a relationship with god when all you had was time to love on god or you know you know you like you said self-care like caring about yourself yeah. like i love myself like you know hashtag love myself i love me doing me <laughs> but 2020 was like the year where it was literally all you for some of us like all you could do was hang out with you like you know, yeah if you didn't live in a household where you had other people around it was like you by yourself like <laughs> that is so true so it's like do you love you like because now you you're forced to kind of to really spend time with you to see you like mm-hmm. so it was exactly. that moment like 2020 like you said yeah it was a bittersweet year I mean honestly 2021 which I think for me this year anyway the new year just felt like Thursday turning Friday it didn't feel like, <laughs> like that's really what it felt like I didn't do my yeah. normal like traditions that I would normally do on New Year's Eve, you know, the thought no. of like, I didn't miss going out, like, or, you know, being in a church, because really I'd be in a church building, I think. Did you at least have your um rice and peas? No, I didn't, do, girl, I didn't do nothing. Oh like, you know, <laughs> one of the things we grew up, like, you know, my grandma was like, don't bring dirty laundry into the new year. I brought yeah. like dirty laundry out the wazoo because I kept saying, I'm going to go to the laundry. I'm going to go to the laundry. And I did not. Yeah. And I was like, I, I spent New that. Year's Day like doing laundry because it was like, oh, this is Friday. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it was just like, I didn't, it didn't have the allure that it normally does, you know, ringing in a new I year. And I, I yeah. tell people all the time, I'm like, 2020 was a bad year. It was tough. But I'm like, yeah. for me, 2020 was different. Like, 2020, um, was more blessings for me. Like 2019 was rough for me. Like the way people oh, felt wow. about 2020 was what 20 like 19, 2018, 2017, 2016. That's how I felt like, all the other years. But like right. 2020 was like, you know, it was bad. But it wasn't like the devastation of all the other years. So like 2020 for me wasn't as devastating. I think what what it was is like, yeah, COVID. Like COVID and, you know, the, not even so much staying in, cause I don't care about that, but it was just like, right. you know, people getting sick and dying. And I, I think what really, like, honestly, what got me about 2020 was just the selflessness of, of humanity and like how it kind of really like brought that to the forefront because, you know, the fight of COVID wasn't so much yeah, there was this, this this virus that's running rampant, but it was the selfishness of people to really think about other people. Um, yeah. When you look at social injustice, the selfishness of people p- to not like be able to feel, whether it be empathetic, um, any empathetic feelings, or to really care about another person above their own yeah, well, comfortability. You know, America is <laughs> America's just generally like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like if it's not at my front door, right? Um, I am removed from it. I don't care necessarily about it. It's like, oh, that sucks. I'm gonna move on, right? And I think, in a sense, some of us are kind of guilty of that, right? Not on like a devastating kind of way have we seen it this year, right? Or we know the mass to be, right? But in essence, some of us, especially in New York, you see it in New York City all the time mm. where I currently am. Yeah. It's like 
I could be crying on the train and somebody be like, well, I don't know if her man just beat her and I don't want no parts of it. Right. So I'm going to keep right. walking. Or you'll see some kids like and their boyfriend fighting on the train and you're like, so it's like we live in this world of like, it's not affecting me. I self-preservation right. that's the word I'm looking for right, right. Um, and COVID showed us that a lot um, this year not that it wasn't existing but it showed on a broader scale yes, yes. especially black and brown people we yes. already know that's how um, America operates because when you think of America you just think of like white right like America is sin synopsis i'm saying the word wrong with um with white so no one thinks of like the melting pot that america is right everything that's created and everything that was created was for whites white american yeah right Um, right right so yeah like it's just interesting it's yeah like i think you're absolutely right and i think uh synonymous yeah synonymous it's like (laughs) and it is and you're you're right because it's like most people i think honestly i think it's just america though i think it's america that doesn't see america but i think the world sees america as it is mostly white but anyone who's been to america knows that america is america because of the various cultures like because of the the melting pot that it is just like New York, like New York, I think is like a great picture of the melting pot of America. Like, yeah. you know, unless it's like uh, <laughs> Staten Island or Long Island or something like that. Or Bensonhurst. <laughs> but for the most part, like you go to Brooklyn, Manhattan, like you Bronx, well, Bronx mostly Hispanic, but, or Islanders, but like you, you go there and you see like just how mixed and like of a population it is and just, that's what I loved about New York, like being there. You yeah. know, it was, you can get your Hispanic food, you can get your Jamaican food, you can get your Haitian food, you can get your Indian food, you can get your whatever you wanted. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and, and with the, everyone was coexisting almost right to, right next to each other. And it wasn't, you know, of course, business is always a competition, but they're all thriving because there was a space for everyone to be in their own little corner, be in their own little spot. And still thrive. Yep. So, and and I think America's the only one that don't fully get that. Well, not America, white America. Exactly. (laughs) America. Because everyone else get it. Um, Everyone else gets it. This is a country of immigrants. Know about you. We want to know about you. Can you tell us who is Nikita Felix? Felix. (laughs) Who am I? Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a proud Caribbean born in Guyana. Um, and that's like the preface for anything for me. That's where my pride comes from, yes. being able to identify th- to those roots. Um, and then outside of that, I, I'm an educator. I love working with kids. I, I taught for a short period of time, so I haven't been a traditional classroom teacher in a long time. Um, but my yeah. passion is heavily rooted in mentoring students, advocating for them. Uh, what else? I'm a crochet artist. I love creating. Um, mm-hmm. I think I get joy more now out of like starting new projects to see if I can do something. Um, 
Yeah, and that's where that's what my my that's those are the two things that um, identify me. And another big, 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 big thing that identifies me um, is being a disciple. I am. I'm a follower of Jesus. I serve. I serve now at the Hope City um, Church in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and there I work with kids also. Um, yeah. So the things that gets me moving through my day are those three things. Uh, those four things being Caribbean, um, being in education, crocheting and serving. Um, so if we have to summarize, those are the four things that um, identify me as a person. Right. So, yeah, um, those are all good things. And I do want to note, like, y'all, um, when I met Nikita, ooh, ooh, I thought I knew how many years ago, yeah. but it's been yeah. some years now. And, like, she legit became, like, one of the youngest and probably still is. I'm no, not sure. there's this other. But at the time, um, one of the young. So we have the educational team at Hope City. And the person that leads yeah. the children's church, he's now the youngest um, leader. He's 24. He's wow. 24, yeah. Or 25. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, at the time, Nikita was the youngest leader. Like, um, we became among the youngest leaders, but she was younger than me. So we became, like, the youngest leaders in the church. So, and, and like she said, like, advocating for kids, like, that is exactly what she does. Um, and she does it so well. Oh, thanks. She does it so well. So like, you know, she's going to tell you a little bit more about her platforms on social media as well. And like how she's kind of taken that virtually. But, um, when she says that she absolutely <laughs> is, and she's been leading for a while, <laughs> she's been leading for a while, which is why, she, you know, when she told y'all earlier that she's always doing something that was, that's exactly it. Um, whether it was leading or co-leading, uh, multiple ministries at the time and then also being a leader in, on her job um she was definitely like on the go constantly so that's why i need uh, those things so, yeah, to, like, is... me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah t- like she needed 2020 to in a sense sit down so for a little bit um so <laughs> so yeah that you know can you tell us a little bit about your journey and what motivates you mm. My journey, my journey, and I, it can be twofold, but I think the part that I'm going to touch on mm. is my personal journey. Um, cause oftentimes we just yeah. get so, um, in this bubble of like my journey of like being like this boss or like this business. Yeah. Um, and even me too. So sometimes I try to like reground myself and like, okay, who are you outside of this like job or outside of this thing that you do that sounds like it has these accolades like who are you um right so a little bit about my journey I've been on this lovely painful gruesome journey Mm. of kind of healing myself healing like my childhood trauma um healing all the things I got myself into in my younger 20s my you know my teenage years and those things happened because I was reactive to the pain I was feeling um 
because I just mm. didn't know I should be healing or because, you know, I was young and I didn't have that, that guidance. So my journey is kind of yeah. structured around that, um, looking into myself and holding myself mm. accountable for my actions, even when it's hard. Um, yeah. And my journey is, okay, how can you love yourself? And my journey isn't planned around other people because that's not constant or consistent or promised yeah. um so you know younger yeah. self was like oh I'm gonna get mad I would tell my mom like I don't want to buy a house with you because you know Caribbean families they love living together <laughs> yeah um, it's like, I don't want to buy a house with you I'm gonna get married and I want to buy a house with my husband and my kids and it's like since you're about to be 30 this year you're yeah. not gonna get married um this year so mm. it's like Mm. me I was planning that around a person and around an idea or thought instead of like planning it around myself and God because those are the reliable things um so that's what my journey has been okay this is what you've been struggling with these are the things that you've gotten yourself into repeatedly now you're tired of living that life what do you need to do to live the life that you want to live with a spouse but you don't have that spouse um, because we right. plan that, oh, we're going to be right. this financially free when we get married. We're going to travel when we get married. We're going to do this when we get married. But it's like, or or we're going to, you know, go out to the fancy dinners and just all these things. It's like, but right. can you do those things on your own right now without waiting and saving it for a thing that, even though I feel like I am called to marriage, um, I yeah. don't know when God is going to um, fulfill that journey. So right now, like, right. so that's that's what right. my journey is, like, not waiting for this person that I don't even know where homie's at. Like, homie, where you at? <laughs> right. 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 That's, that's part so of my good. journey that I want to talk about. And, like, that motivates me because it makes me happy. And I find when I'm usually, like, I think two weeks ago I was in a rut. Um, and it was because I took my mm-hmm. eyes off of... Uh, um, like my singles journey, and I was I st- I don't know I think I s- I know what happened. I saw I saw two people that I um from my past, and it uh, triggered me. Yeah. So that week I was walking around sad. You know, things trigger you. You can't really tell all the mm-hmm. reason it is. Yeah. Um, like I took my eyes off. Yeah. Of like, You're on a singles journey. Um, live this to your full potential. Don't think as your singleness right. as a prison. Um, I listen to Jerry Flowers a lot, and he talks right. about like people think of marriage as this um, key that will free you from your single prison. And it's like, no, there's freedom mm. in being single that you do not have when you're married. So not getting off course, but like those are the things that motivate me, like just finding joy and happiness now in this space right um and not waiting for a thing and like i had right. to tell my mom because she was like i'm sad for you like you don't have a partner and i'm like girl if you don't go oh. somewhere with yourself like that's how you can hear me all sad <laughs> like i went to check on her and that's yeah. really sad i was like oh. no shade to nobody like my best friend is married my best friend has a baby and i loved her husband right. i love her daughter but my best friend, she yeah. is called to marriage right now, and she can't pick up and go. I'm like, mommy, I'm picking up and going out of the country next month. Like, I'm not checking in with nobody. I'm not, you know, so it's like I had to, like, show her, like, the bright side of this. Like, even though it's something I desire, yeah. 
and I really do desire it. Yeah. Um, but I can yesterday I was hanging out with some of my kids, like, and then they came over and we were here in my room, like still kicking it. Like I don't have to check in or yeah. I don't have to rush home to make food for my kids or my husband because they're home after I'm done hanging. Like I can I can be in these streets like I love to say. <laughs> like, yeah. Um yeah. And that's just what motivates me. So I'm never gonna downplay like it's not something that I desire because I do desire it. Um yeah. and sometimes I do get sad, but I don't let it like engulf me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. And I like as a single person, um now completely cemented in my thirties. <laughs> I can completely, like, completely um, identify with that, Um, you know, having those moments where, or, you know, because I know for me, I was, like, growing up, I was, like, yep, I'm going to be married, and we're going to meet in high school, we're going to get married, you know, and then we're going to build this life, and then, you know, I'll be retired by 30 because I'm going to have this business. I had all these plans, Nikita. I done planned out the whole life. And then I'm, like, here in my 30s, like, not married um not retired but like I think you know like you said God teaches us when we're willing to do what you said you said it like when we're willing to spend time with ourselves and to really learn us and heal from our traumas and heal from even those ideas that we've had like really heal from them like they didn't happen and it's okay that they didn't happen at the time frame that we wanted them to happen because now we can take a look at how God's healing us, how God's changing and transforming yeah. um, who we are. So we're even a better person um, than we would be if we were to get yeah. married right now. So, and and you said it too, like not waiting for marriage for these things yeah. to happen, you know, because I saw myself owning a home yeah. with my husband where now I'm like, I just, I own a home. Right. Talk yourself. Okay. And like, I'm going to wait for a man to buy a house. Yes. Right. Right. And like, so it's just like, okay, you know, okay, God, like, I see you. Like I own a, I own a house with God. Not in that creepy way. Like people used to be like, oh, my man is Jesus. (laughs) My man is not Jesus. (laughs) Like, that Jesus is my Lord, my savior. Like, um, God is my father. We are not in that site, like sort of like, uh, relationship that a husband, because he gives a desire for a husband for that. Um, That is not the place that I believe. Right. (laughs) That I don't believe Jesus, but no, like he holds me down and you know, I, and I, and that's for where I'm at right now. That's enough. And like you said, you know, living the life that you desire, living the life that God's placed within you and not waiting for someone right. to come to live it. Um, and I think yeah. that's so good. Uh, that's so good. Like, you know, I think it, it's, it's important to live out. And like you said, yeah. like heal, you know, really heal from those things. Like, you know, because a lot of the time, like we don't realize that we're, we think, okay, well, I'm 32, I'm grown, but sometimes we're still stuck in that six-year-old trauma. So although we might be 32 or we might be 33, we might even be 40, we're still living and making decisions based on traumas that right. happened to us in our childhood because we never, we never acknowledge that they happen 
and then look at how we're making decisions that the same decisions over and over. Like this decision might be Johnny, but it was, the same, Pete, decision, but it's the same it decision. But it's the same decision. Have different decision, names. Just a different <laughs> and no, I I learned right. that. I learned that. I learned right. that a lot, and I think I just got tired of my own nonsense. So right, and that and that's good, and that's that's so good. So, I mean, you've kind of told us told us a little bit about your relationship, like. Or, you know, we've heard it in your responses to a lot of the questions so far. But can you just talk a little bit about your relationship with Christ and how it's impacted your life? So, God has been working on me for years. God has been chasing me for years. And I rem- I've, I've told God to leave me alone. Like, I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not even just saying that to be funny. Like, I've been in my nonsense. And I said, God, yeah. right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So my journey with God, my relationship with God has been that of a roller coaster um, of wanting Mm. a relationship with him, but also wanting like my own desires and letting my desires like take front and center. Um, But the good thing Mm. about God is like he's never like like literally that scripture, like he's never leaving me nor forsaken me. And I'm like, homie, if I was you, I would have yes. I would have been left me. <laughs> um, I think that <laughs> that speaks to my journey um with God. Um yes. and over the yes. past few years, it's been more intentional. So I've been saved since I was 13, April yes. of 2004. Mm. I accepted God um off of like this dear. Like, I went to a youth um, conference, and the the, the pastor, he knew what he was doing. He's like, I dare you to try God for six months. I dare you. And I was like, all right, whatever, homie. But, you you know, they they know what they were doing. Um, And that started my journey. Um, And now in my 30s, not even my 30s, oh, my gosh. We're not going to go on that me turning 30 this year. But anyway, um, now in like my late 20s, all the things that has been poured into me, like being under Pastor Tyrone Stevenson's like leadership mm. and just God chasing me for so long. Um, I'm now I think I just got to a place where it's like, OK, try applying the stuff that past has been talking about. Try applying the you know, because you've been doing everything else mm-hmm. and ain't working out. Um, it's like, yeah. Um, I have a prayer journal, so I journal a lot of my prayers and my thoughts. Um, and it's like I'm praying to God for one thing, but my actions that I'm doing counter what I'm praying for. So I think one day I was like praying, mm-hmm. as in my it was in my journal, I was like, why don't you just do something different than what you're doing right now? Because it's clearly not working. Um, and yeah. that's where I've been for the last two years now. Um, but God's been, you know, God has still used me. Like I didn't have to be, I'm still not this perfect person. Um, God has been using yeah. me since I got saved. I've been serving yeah. and being in ministry since I was 14. Yeah. Um, and that's is your heart like while you are serving and people wait a lot of time like well when i'm gonna get when i get it together i'm gonna come to god but it's like you're never gonna get it together sweetie you like just accept mm-hmm. that now <laughs> you're not gonna get it together without god right so just come to god in your mess 
in who you are and what you are. Um, and that's how your yes. heart posture changes. Um, and I think that's what has happened to me recently. Like I've had a heart posture change. Even serving in ministry has been a roller coaster. And it's not smooth and cute yeah. as some people like to think it is. It's really not. And like I've seen a 180 in myself, even on that journey of like interacting and dealing with yeah. people because serving. And that's why I use the word serving. It's not like working in ministry. It's not volunteer. Yeah. It's serving. <laughs> yeah. It is so yeah. strenuous. Yeah. And I boot a lot of heads with people yeah. like in the beginning. Oh, God. Um, and even though it's not 100% now, <laughs> I see growth and I see change. Um, and I think that's what my journey, right. my relationship with Christ has been. His grace covering my mess and still using me. Um, and a lot of the blessings I've received, right. like jobs, I feel like I'm not even qualified for. Like when I say I suffer with imposter syndrome, like I suffer with imposter mm -hmm. syndrome. I know it was all God. Um, <laughs> so mm. that's like my relationship yeah. with God and me just being grateful for him for like literally never leaving me nor forsaking me. Like that's a scripture like I do not take for granted because I be doing nonsense. <laughs> honestly like that's so good and like you know even when you talk talk about like working in ministry like I think you know I just kept thinking like when you said what you like when you said like button heads with people and you know it's not still not perfect I think um it's often overlooked that probably one of the hardest job or one of the hardest places to lead mm -hmm. is in the church um it is the hardest place to serve like It's not that people don't need it. It's not that the people that you're with don't want to necessarily serve. It's, I think the expectation is like, and I know when I, you know, when I led in ministry, like that was like one of the hardest things for me. because I'm like, we Christian, we sit in the same service. <laughs> like we listen to the same sermon. We, we follow the same Jesus. Like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, or, you know, you're not supposed to be acting like that. You know, like when it comes to like leading and walking out, like, you know, functions within the church not your personal life but functions within the church and you're like also oh, you're gonna act like that like we yeah. just went in the same service and pastor just dealt with us about that and it was like literally it is like it is it was the hardest place for me because it's just like my expectation and even at church like even at work like I had some issues where I'm like you know working with someone who you know is in the church and I was just like Yeah. So you just gonna act like that, like, and we 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 know that's not what God wanted, and and it's just like it's just that expectation exactly. that because someone is sitting in the same service, under the same word, yeah. that they're getting the same deliverance, and it's like you know I think you know I think I mentioned to you earlier like I I watch uh, Pastor Stevenson, um, I watch the service on yeah. Sundays because I'm in between churches, so. Like, as he was talking about that, like, and it's like, that's it. You know, like, it, it's something that you thought about, but you never, like, really gave name to it. But it's, it is that idea that everyone who comes yes, and sits in the service is that. not delivered. <laughs> like, everyone is not delivered. And then it's like, yeah. oh, duh. Like, you know what I mean? It made sense because it was just that idea of, like, Well, we come and we sit and, but it's like, 
everyone doesn't come to the church with the same expectation. Everyone doesn't come. Um, and even when I think back to um, before, I'm about to say what I'm going to say. Serving is a lot of dying to yourself, right? But even when I thinking back yeah, to like me, yeah, because yeah. Like, again, like I know I've had difficult times in ministry and interacting with um, other leaders and stuff. And it's like when you make that intentional choice, because we can be sitting in the same room, but now if I'm not intentional yeah. about growth. I'm going to still leave thinking yeah. nothing is wrong with me. But now that I'm intentional about growth, I'm hypersensitive right. of like, okay, pastor just said that. Like now what, 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 what part of that message is for me, God? So like today, pastor said, um, right. Pastor right. said something. He said, he said, you guys think you're ready for marriage. And I caught myself like, I mean, I caught myself mm. saying I've been ready. But then I I, cor- I corrected myself and I said, and I yeah. wrote, God help me to realize if I have room for a marriage and if I don't, please show me over it. Because he's like, you guys think you have room for marriage. Right. You think like you're ready to get married and this, but it's like, you don't, you don't have that room. So that's why God never gave it. He hasn't given it to you. So it's like, if we're not coming there, like right. with right. the open heart of like, okay, I need to change. I need like, so whatever the pastor is going to say is even though I don't see it right now, I'm going to now pray and say, okay, God, like, is this me? Show if this is me and then show me how to fix it. And that's why we see people sitting in the same service as us. And again, even me, like, I think I just, you know, God's been working on me for a minute is that we're not intentional about wanting that change and being introspective. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Love that because, you know, that's one of the things like even I'm constantly asking God, like if there's a situation where I'm like, I'm like, they dead wrong. They know they wrong. And like, okay, God, in that, show me what I did wrong. Like, even if I felt like they were 99% uh, wrong for what they did, like I, I like I try to be intentional about going to God and say, okay. Well, that yeah. means that there, I was 1% wrong. Where was I wrong in that 1% in my mind? You know, yeah. where was I wrong in that 1%? Yeah. And God helped me to correct that 1%, you know? And like, I think that's the amazing thing about God is like, even in those situations, like he is so good when it comes to teaching us and helping us to stay on track when we've made that decision to grow as individuals, like, when you say, well, God, I want to come here and I want to learn and I want to grow. I want to hear from you. He's so intentional about not letting anything railroad us to be like, well, so-and-so did this. So-and-so yeah. said, well, what did you do, Kadeen? <laughs> like, how did you react? Is that the way you should have reacted? I'm like, well, they did. And he's like, well, did you have to react like that? Like, he's like, I don't care what they did. What did you do? And was it right that you did what you did? No matter what they did was it right that you reacted the way that you reacted and it's like gosh darn like that was like that's one of the hardest thing like you know early on learning like when you like you said like being a disciple when you made that decision to walk with God is like God will never tell you what the other person did wrong like he is never into that like if you find yourself being like oh yeah so and so did that that is not God God will always, like you said, take what what does the sermon say today? God is never saying, Well, look at um Miss Johnson over there. Like she did God is like, Well, 
this is the word for today. Find yeah. yourself. Locate yourself in that word. You need some help? I can help you. But he's. it's always about locating yourself and making yourself better. And it's like, the truth of the matter is, it makes so much sense because if we spend time making ourselves better, like our individual self focusing on making ourselves better, like the person that we need to be, we ain't got to worry about nobody else yeah. because God's working on each of us individually. So, like, I think that's so good that you, you know, I love that answer. I love that you chose to kind of focus on your journey yeah. as it comes to the individual of Nikita. Uh, because when the individual of Nikita gets right, then the business function, all those other titles right. and accolades will come um, because God will honor will yeah. honor the work that you're doing anyway um, yeah. because the person is okay. right. So. so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my sister Nikita. And I hope it inspired you to be intentional about your walk, being intentional about applying the word and walking out this Christian life uh, in a way that glorifies God, but also causes your life and, well, just our life in general to propel forward in meaningful ways. As, you know, I was just listening to Nikita, the scripture that came to mind um, was James 1, verse 22, and I think I'll read to 24, and this is the New Living Translation. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what's he, forgets what he looks like. And I just thought that was just so fitting um, because that's what Nikita was encouraging us to do is to really study the word, to really get down, as they would say, to the nitty gritty <laughs> of what God is telling us, you know, because when we're in a service on Sunday, whether it's virtually or you're still in, um, in person, God is telling you something personally when he reveals the word when he when the word goes forth even when we worship like he's personally telling us something he's personally meeting us and it's up to us to listen to what he has to say but once we listen it's up to us to actually apply it to put it to work uh because his word absolutely works when we work it so i hope that this week you will take the challenge you will take the time um to be really intentional about pursuing God's word and pursuing God in your life and pursuing what he desires to do for you in this season. So again, I thank you for listening to this conversation. Um, I don't take it lightly that you continue to tune in every week. I appreciate you. Please continue to like, subscribe, and just share with anyone you think um, this podcast can you know, be a blessing to. And as always, I'm going to make sure that Nikita's information's in the show notes. I'm also going to make sure that my information's in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you even more. So until next time, see ya.